The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All right, settle down, people. We've got a lot to cover, and time is short. And it's doggy style. I've got another puzzle for you. If you are wise, you'll listen to gas, man. How the hell did they know that I got gas? A giant hairy creature, part ape, part man. Man, you got to check it out. It'll boogie-woogie on your brain. on me for making this song. Got gas on your mind. Some people have said that you're retarded. Not me. Music from Buffalo, New York, Made Violent is the band, and Talk About It is the tune. It's right here on Going Global with Gas. Man. <laughs> I don't know why you, you say it like that. You, you, you got to come up with a new way to say it. A different way to say you it? You got to say it. Yeah, you got to okay. find a new way to say it. A new way to say it. A new way to say it. That's a challenge for you today. 
Okay. <laughs> I'll figure it out. All right. I'm putting you on the spot there, Carl. For sure. <laughs> Carl the intern. What's up, man? Not much, man. Hey, uh, we're having a good day today. I know we're going to have uh, a band on their way in. Project Out of Bounds is uh, from San Diego area, and they are on the way in. They're playing tonight in Tempe, so they're going to be gracious enough to stop by for a little bit before they head out to another radio interview. See, they're, they're very popular, Carl, and uh, they have like one of my favorite albums from last year. It's a reggae rock band, by the way. Um, Love Tone is the name of the album and it's kind of like an ep it's like seven songs on there but it's a really amazing uh i don't know from, from track one to track seven just flows really well and it's a great tunes it got me on my road trip last year i played that a lot and uh just i can't wait to have them back in studio they were uh on my show when i did radio um a few years ago and we hung out about a year ago, I think it was, maybe, I don't know, I think it has been about a year, maybe. They played the Crescent Ballroom, now they're playing the Yucca Tap Room tonight. And I'm excited, Carl, you're kind of perplexed on where to go. Yeah, there's another local show where it's a different style of music, but it's an album release party for another local artist. And I'm, I am torn. I'm trying to figure out if I go out to a show, which one to go to, or do I try to hit both? Well, what kind of, what do you mean, what's the other music? Well, it's like more of a... Um, I guess you get like Americana folks, rock, bluesy. All right, front, um, I okay. I think it's uh, Decker. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, I'm familiar with Decker. Squares, okay. You know? Yeah, okay. So I've coined the phrase front porch music. Yeah, there you go. Is that like kind of what you're talking in about? In, you know, in the Appa- I, I think about like sitting <laughs> in the Appalachian Mountains listening yeah. to music. Have, have you sat in the Appalachian Mountains before? I have not, but I have <laughs> sat on a porch in the mountains. You have. All right. But you're California, Northern Cal, so yeah. you, I'm sure that's available more, more readily than anybody. Yeah. Okay. So, well, good for you, man. Um, <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I'm trying to decide. You, you know, what's that noise? Are you making noise or is that me making noise? Uh, no, I am not making any noise. Okay, because something keeps popping. Oh, well, you know what it is? It's my charger. You hear that? I have to unplug my phone from my computer because it was a loose connection. Yeah. You know, it was a connection. I have a fan that I got to plug in with my USB, and then on the outside of that plug-in, you can plug in another USB so you don't lose that space. So I use my phone, yeah. and there you go. Just want to explain things here, you know, because you can't see it. If you're hearing a crackling <laughs> Well, I'm just wondering like, if that's on air or if that's not. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, all right, so tomorrow the Oscars will be on air. And we're going to have from the red carpet tomorrow, well, not tomorrow, but today, uh, Kristen Burt will be joining us. She is uh, a longtime friend from the radio show that I did, uh, Driving with Gas. She had a segment on the show every Monday. It was the uh, Hollywood Dirt with Kristen Burt. And I'm telling you, she knows everything about Hollywood that you want to know. She's got her ear to the ground. She's always on the red carpet events, and she's going to be joining us. Carl, you remember her for the show. I, I do. Um, I, I used to catch her on Monday nights on my commute home. Um, yeah. And it was always a good segment, something I, I always got to catch right before I got home. Yeah, you know, we, we always felt Monday was a good day, kind of wrap the weekend, see how the uh, box office went. But uh, we uh, really never had her on a Saturday before, so we'll see. Uh, what the difference would be, also being on the internet too. So I'm sure we're going to get to a little more risque conversations and stuff. Yes, possibly. <laughs> nice, man. All right. Well, I'm excited for today. Uh, we got Road Rage in Vegas that we, I can't wait to talk about. This is the most bizarre story that I've, I've heard about in a Road Rage case that ended in a death. And it's awful. It's a weird story. We'll discuss it when we come back. I want to start uh, this show off with some chimps. That's Chimps with a Z. They got tunes on Sons of Anarchy. This one's one of the newest ones called War Machine. Check it out on your own time while you listen to this as you go global with gas. Men. 
It's a war machine from the chimps with a Z here on Going Global with Gas. Man? Yes. All right, Carl. You got, I got an idea. I was, I was trying to go like angry there. Like, man? <laughs> All right. So I think what you should do is look up different languages of uh, how, to, how to say man. Huh. And then you, you'll say that, and then I'll just have to guess what country you're doing. That's a great idea. All right, cool. Next, uh, next break, <laughs> I will start looking stuff up. Nice, man. All right, all right. So uh, this state, this story broke out. Now, you know, we talk about road rage because you know I know you have a lot of things you like to talk about when you're driving, Carl. You're kind of one of those. Uh, are you an ex road rager? Are you a rehab? Because you know who I am is I am the re- road re- excuse me the road rage rehab instructor. 
I am currently in rehab. I will I will readily admit that there are are things that I say to people in my car, but I do not. You know, I don't try to seek them out to say it, you know, make sure I get next to them. Right. Okay. Um, so I, I do get upset, but I, I am in rehab in a sense that I keep that within myself and within my car now. Right. I think one of the things to uh, think about if ever, ever the situation comes up while you're driving and this person just really irritates you and you want to do something about it, think about this. Uh, a road rage incident, or at least the actual incident that causes the road rage, takes what? Five seconds or less, maybe. I mean, yeah. it's even less. It's an instant. Boom! There it is. Boom! Then it's gone. So you have to think to yourself: Would you want this person in your life for five seconds or for the rest of your life? Or, or, or do you want your life to possibly end? And, and the right. other thing, if you think about it, you have to understand that you have a choice to make because you're going to your fight or flight instinct when you have these incidents, right? And, and you get that upset, so you have to. You have to. I think you have to slow your thought process down, so that way you can make the rational decision that says, and not and not the emotional decision, but the rational decision that says maybe this isn't what I should do. Like you're saying, it's five seconds of my life. Just let it go, move on. That guy either didn't care or right, you know, I, whatever. You Just know. take some deep breaths. Yeah. You know, relax a little bit. Um, Get your mind back. Be glad they're out of your way. You know, I mean, yeah. if they really cause you to do something that's horrible, then yeah, there's a situation there that needs to be rectified. I mean, if they ask, you know, veer you off off the road or you damage your vehicle or something like that, I think there's uh, certain things you need to, you know, they need to chase them down. <laughs> Would you not agree with that? Or at least try to call in the, to the police. Well, yeah, I'm not sure chasing them down would work, <laughs> but that, I would try to react in a way to get information well, chase, so I could call cha- the police. I say chase them down to, like, get the license plate, you know, yeah, stuff like exactly. that. And then get stop, the you know, plate. then don't, you know, if you can. Cause and if, if, if what you're, you know, if one of the reasons we're bringing this up, if, you know, if if you're not aware of what it could cost you, you know, as far as what's been in the news recently, then, you know, you need to read the news because it's not, it's not worth it. Well, people aren't fucking around anymore. No, exactly. <laughs> and they really haven't, especially when it comes to road rage. And but you never know which idiot you're gonna, you know, you're gonna think you're telling him what to do. Well, you're right dealing with. You have, shoot yeah, you. yeah, exactly. That's why you got to make sure they're they're old, and it's somebody you can kick their ass. Right. <laughs> That's one of the criteria you got to use if you're gonna go it's, out. It's nice being a big guy in a little car. Yeah, just make sure you can take care of them. <laughs> you're gonna be like, getting yourself out of the car. I would never do that. There was a video online. I think we talked about this before. This guy was outside his car. Um, this guy's car, and he was pounding on the door, the window, and the driver just wasn't paying attention to him at all, and just ignoring him. And this this made the guy outside just go even more crazier. Right. And then people had to actually physically remove that dude away. Meanwhile, the driver just never looked at him at once and just stared straight. And this that's how he handled it. You know, I used to do that with my ex, and it just used to piss me off. <laughs> Yeah, the silent treatment is, <laughs> right? that's got to be one of the most damaging and most punishable oh. things you can do to someone. Well, because they're trying <laughs> to push your buttons. Yeah, exactly. So if you don't respond. Exactly. It, it just drives them more. their button by exactly. not responding to them trying to push yours. Yeah, I mean, if you could figure out, uh, yeah, exactly. And I, I hate people who manipulate that too, by the yep. way. They, they're those assholes. <laughs> Key word there, X. Yeah, exactly. That's why that, that is happening. So, um Okay, so road rage happens, it does, but you just got to let it go. But um, this is a weird story, though, coming out of Las Vegas. Yes. Now, you, you've been following this as much as I have, I would assume. Yes, I, I, I am aware of uh, what, maybe not 
you know the inner details, but I'm aware of the story and of some okay. of the details. So the gist of the story is that a mother was taking her 15-year-old daughter for a little driving lesson that night. I believe it was around 11 o'clock at night. And they were on the parking school, the parking lot at school, and I guess they were driving away, or there was a confrontation there on the on the... It's really kind of a shady story, I'll tell well, you what. But what I understand is that they were driving, the mom got back in the car, they were driving back home, and then a car sped by them, the daughter honked the horn, the car stopped, the guy came out and says, um, I'm going to come back and find you if, if you do that again or something like that. I, it was a weird, did you, did you read that story? Yeah, and that's actually, mirrors basically the latest update since they've arrested this individual is that the incident actually occurred on the way home from the driving lesson right not during the driving lesson. right because it came out right off the bat that it was it first like, of all that you thought oh my god yeah. what a horrible thing like it happened during the lesson she right and that this woman got killed because of road rage and that's what my that's just the most horrible thing you can think about that's awful but when the story kept breaking no, n- more news it, it just became this really fascinating i mean it's a movie of the week well, yeah, and then, I mean, e- even at the beginning, you hear the news of the woman um, going home and grabbing her son, who had a gun, and then going out looking, and I don't know if there's been any updates on, on what was going on there, but, and that's no excuse for her her death, I'm not, not at all saying that, but y- there is, there's some responsibility to take as far as going back and looking, like, again, do you, ta- why do you take it that far, you know, whole, you, you just have to think if, if you were still in your house and you had just gone home, would anything have, have happened? That's you, you nothing would, I mean? well, it, or did you provoke it even more by going out? Which again is no excuse for what happened, but. Well, apparently there's um, a lot to the story. I just sent you the link to the new story. If, if you have seen it or not, but uh, they, they actually caught the kid who shot the mother dead. Yes. Was, um, a 19 year old kid. And uh, yeah, so so the just the story when it first came out was they you know the, the the guy shot her dead. Oh my god! Then you find out that the mom actually got the son. They went to go find, hunt him down. Then all of a sudden your sympathy turns into what an idiot. <laughs> I mean, you absolutely have no sympathy for this woman. The meet the, right the moment you heard that she went to go get her son to get her gun and go yeah. find these people. Yeah, it was hard. It, 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 it's it's hard to say. Okay, like you have to feel sorry for her dying, but it's also hard to say. Did you bring this on yourself? Was there a way to stop this by making a better decision? Right. And yeah, they now that they've arrested him, they've got a whole timeline of things. Um, yeah, it's crazy because yeah. <laughs> now they find out that this kid and the, and the mom knew each other. And this kid lost his dad to suicide a few years ago. I guess she was trying to, I guess, you know, help him out through that. And uh, yeah, he lived down the street, yeah. Yeah, so and he wasn't the driver, by the way. He was the he was a passenger in the car. Well, and, and what the article says is that when after they went out to look for the suspected individual, that that individual saw them and then followed them home after that. So uh, y- again, you wonder if she if if they wouldn't have gone back out, would she still be alive? Right. I mean, look, I, I'm sure that guy who w- walked out of the car to walk up to him says, I'm going to come back for you and your daughter. It was just a threat. I doubt they would be like, I'm actually going to go find them, find them all over a honk. Well, yeah, because the way it reads, if you know, the way you can interpret it is that what what caused him to follow them home was them going back out. 
Right, like exactly, this guy right. He was already at home hanging out. Right, exactly. And he, then you went back out to find him, and that triggered. And there was him a shootout. Say, you know what? But there was a shootout there. Yeah. And then they went back to the house where there was another shootout where she died. Yeah. So they found all these bullets all the place. I mean, this guy unloaded a, a bunch of a bunch of a uh, bunch of shots. Yeah. It's an unfor- it's an unfortunate incident for sure. Well, and, I, and you can always look back and say there should have been different decisions made, but ultimately you have to feel. Some some sympathy for for who? everybody involved because it seems like even uh, society. I feel been, I feel sympathy for society is what yeah, I feel everything could have been for. prevented in this manner. Dude, twenty two shots were fired. Right, twenty two overall shots were fired in this shootout. This wild west shootout. <laughs> I don't know how you get a that. nine. Yeah, yeah a nine millimeter and a forty five caliber. It's yeah, it's interesting. Right. I mean, look. I mean, the thing is, I, I, driving look, driving shouldn't be that serious. I don't. I don't mind. You know, the Second Amendment. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with people who are just are want to use it. Well, use <laughs> you them. know what I mean. It's like they're 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 just like, give me any excuse to use a gun. I'm going to use it. Well, any excuse. That's what they do. Think about guns are good, but when guns affect right life, but, liberty, and freedom. You know, as far as using them okay. in evil ways, right? Exactly. I mean, it's it's not for protection. It's people for evil. There was a story where there was a um, a man who I guess he was getting his garage robbed a couple times, or whatever. So, I guess he had left his garage open a crack, and a couple kids went in, and this guy shot one of them dead. Yep. And did you see the story? Yeah. Okay. So apparently, it turns out this kid was a, a, a student from Germany. And they were looking for beer, I guess, as they were just running around the neighborhood looking for beer. Yep. But this guy couldn't wait to shoot somebody. He had been talking to people saying, I can't wait till I kill this next person who comes into my house. He, he, was, he couldn't wait to use his gun to shoot someone. Well, yeah. And that's I'm just where, saying, it's yeah, like. You have to split. The, you have to split. In, in America, we only ever hear about that. Right. You have to split hey, the difference. Hey, you have to say there is a lot of people who. The majority of people who own guns use them appropriately, but we only hear about the small, you know, the minority as far as the individuals who are using them to harm other people. Right. Okay. They, you know. Um, anyways. Look, I, the band's outside. We got to go grab. Oh, them. very nice. Yeah. So once yeah. you go, once you go grab them real yep. quick. Um, so I think this, the more people I, I see quoting the story, I see them actually saying that there's more to the story. They must know each other. It could have been a bad drug deal thingy. I mean, it's a late night on the... Sc- I mean, who knows what it is? There's a lot of questions still to be answered. But they caught the kid, and I'm sure he'll be talking more about it. And he's been already telling people he's been oh, the passenger and this and that. And uh, and uh, it's it's interesting. Interesting story. We can't wait to follow it. Road Rage <sighs> lives on. <laughs> let's play some tunes. Let's, let's mellow out some... Uh, project out of balance right now this is darlin and we'll come back and uh, talk with them here on going global with gas
You got to balance, darling, right there. Love Tone is the album. I was uh, Carl telling you that this was the album I was listening to a lot when I was on my road trip, and uh, and uh, I had such a great time. It, you know, I don't know what it is about this album, but from from track one to track seven, it's just straight through awesome. And uh, Chris, what's up, man? How you doing? How's it going? We just got <laughs> off up, the man? road. <laughs> I know Project Out of Bounds is with us here in the studio on uh, on tour, and uh, and uh, let's go introduce everybody around the room. Uh, just introduce yourselves. And uh, where, where are you playing the band? Okay, I'm Chris. I'm the singer. Ryan, I'm the drummer. Austin, uh, synth and guitar. Henry, bass player. Uh, Matt, guitar. 
Rob, organ, and piano. He's, yeah, he's, you can join in if you want. Well, he's, he's taking the back seat. We got a full room here. I know they're, they're ready to play some uh, tunes as well, man. Um, but uh, I uh, just, uh, how, so how are things going, man? It's been, it's been about a year, I think, since we've uh, hung out. Was it been a year? Yeah, about a year. It was uh, over at, at the Crescent Ballroom, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's right, man. So what's been new? I mean, you guys have been hitting the road, doing some things, and this is, uh, how, where's your tour going right now? This is just a uh, very short Arizona little run. Okay. Uh, but we got a, uh, we also have um, Big Bear coming up uh, in California. It's like nice. a little ski, sure the little ski area. And then um, a little bit of NorCal after that too. Um, so, uh, but yeah, we got a couple new members since last time you saw us. So right. Henry and uh, Robert and Matt, they're all kind of, Henry's been with us for a while, but these are like the other two guys first, um, shows pretty much so nice, we actually wanted to jump them in on your show if that's cool yeah absolutely man <laughs> <laughs> so you guys want to jam it you guys are you like i know you guys are playing tonight at the yucca tap room in tempe so i'm looking forward to that show um and i know you guys got another radio interview to head to pretty soon so we only have you for a short time so do you want to play some tunes real soon you want to play or you want to play a song right now sure you guys yeah, want to get ready one you guys get, get ready to play a tune and uh what, and what are you going to play here by the way uh, I think we're going to do Disc Junkies. It's off the first album. Uh, but, uh, yeah, hopefully everybody's tuned up. We literally just jumped, <laughs> out. We just jumped out of the truck from the freeway. I hope we are, too. <laughs> uh, Carl, are you ready for this? Yes. Okay, so you're going to probably uh, just kill my mic, and then uh, everyone else will have their mics. And uh, have fun, Carl. Good luck. Keep it low. <laughs> let's, hear, let's hear the E real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I think we're ready. Okay, so the song's called Disc Junkies. Sometimes 
the club has got to give up some fight K-I-N-K-I-O-Y Somebody's got to give up And they don't know why People start getting down into the sweet peggy Dancing another way after we stepping off the date Be to the double O-G-I-E People start getting down in the SDCs This kind of music make you want to feel all good Tap on the nervous system, step on my senses Bouncing up, bouncing up, I'm gonna make you feel it, I see P-O-O-P, I'll make it sweet, it, it, said O-P, sweet, it, it, P-O-P, make your girlfriend on his set P-O-O-P, sweet, sweet, it, it, P-O-O-P, gonna make it Tune. I, I swear you guys could play that song for about 30 minutes, right? Fantastic, by the way. You guys, right? What's, how long have you, uh, I mean, like, seriously, like when you guys play that, can you just get lost in a song and just keep going? Just. It's for the drumming, especially. Everything's real repetitive and. Right. Uh, but it, it just lays down a good vibe for everyone. So. No, I love it, man. It's like, it's one of those, uh, I mean, I, I miss my exit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're like, it just gets you in that, you just, yeah, yeah it's a good tune, man. I really Yeah, I can imagine one. sitting on the porch and partaking in some medicinal activities, possibly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so good. What kind of, pro uh, all right, never mind. I think, I think, I think <laughs> we've we never done know. that before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Project Out of Bounds from uh, San Diego. And uh, throw out your website and everything, let people know where they can find you as well right now. Oh, yeah, projectoutofbounds.com. And then we have Facebook uh, as well, facebook.com slash Project Out of Bounds, Twitter. Pandora. Twitter slash P.O.B. Band. P.O.B. Band. Instagram slash Project Out of Bounds. Yep. All mm. of those good sites. And if you're one of those people that don't like a physical uh, CD, then we're all all over um, Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, all the major, uh, the big ones. Right. Yeah. So when uh, let me ask you this: when you're not on the road, and or you're just at home. Are you, what do you guys uh, follow as like a band? Like what what's your like, inspiration as far as your writing uh, material comes from? Is it everything? Well, there's a local band in San Diego. They're called the Devastators. I know several of the band members are big fans of theirs. Um, 
we have actually a pretty wide range of influences. So, um, there you go. It's just, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, we have a wide range of influences. So, uh, but I think it, the group of guys we have now, it's really meshing pretty good. Nice. So, uh, so, with, so new music obviously coming out then, um, what's the, the difference? I mean, we got Love Tone just came out last year. So what's going to be coming up next? Um, just a complete different variation of what you've been doing or yeah, uh, stuff that you haven't finished yet from before? Yeah, we have about four or five scratch tracks that we're working on. And uh, I'm trying to think of like kind of the inspiration behind those. Uh, I think there's more uh, kind of like New Zealand influence in that, like the Black, uh, Black Seeds, Black Seeds um, influence. Um, I don't know. Uh, we, we listen to a lot of Tribal Seeds, too, in San Diego. Um, and uh, and Gonzo. I'm a huge fan of uh, Catch a Fire. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Catch yeah, so I think those well. are you'll see that more in the upcoming recordings. We, you know, it's usually what we're into at the time. Right. We start kind of picking and choosing. Oh, I really like that part. Maybe we could do something with it. Right, that. but so, what about message-wise, as far as uh, lyrics go? Well, Love Tone was a kind of a a lot of the songs on Love Tone were like kind of a, a breakout a bre- uh, breakup theme. Like it was like almost like a breakup concept album. Okay. But um, for the new album, it's like. As a, as the writer of the of the lyrics of the band, um, I, th- I I'm trying to go into like a more like uplifting uh, message because I'm like, all right, everybody heard all the depressing crap, <laughs> you know? so it's like let's, this is the next this next one's gonna be like positive. People to this day when we go around the country, they tell us that um, fire is their favorite song, um, and it's one of the few just strictly positive messages right. that we have songs so it's like man if people are really drawn to that like i should we should definitely put a better <laughs> effort into writing i mean we are a reggae band after all but at the same time we're artists you know right and like we don't want to just be the stereotypical like yeah just all positive like you don't wake up feeling positive all the time like sometimes you have bad days and you know if, as an artist you have to depict life you know re- real life not just this dream world bs you know like <laughs> right. it's, it's it's not all good you know so you got to reflect that in your in your music and your message and, and turn like, it into a positive out of that yeah i mean like um i think uh, one of my favorite uh, vocalists is maynard from tool yeah and he uh he said if if you write something that you're having um struggles with in life and you don't feel better after you've written it and performed it then you didn't do a good job of writing it Interesting. so it's like it's almost like um uh what's it called um therapy or something you interesting know? so yeah, okay. yeah love tone was like you know a difficult chapter in life for me and so you know, <laughs> now I feel better. That's what. <laughs> yeah, then you got it out right. We're right. almost wishing more heartbreak on <laughs> this guy so we can write more good songs. Maybe uh, you have a favorite teams or heartbreak we can get on that end. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? San you guys Diego, from San Diego, you so. lose the Chargers, I know, probably, right? Yeah, we're going to have to write well, a song well, about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. You brought up a fascinating point about Love Tone is being the breakup album. And now that I go back in my brain listening to, or, you know, every song that you have on there, I, I'm going to look at it in a whole different light, you know, in a different way of how you've, uh, you know, even from songs. Obviously, Boom Bye Bye is a kind of an obvious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's just, that's one of my favorite songs. I mean, I, I turn that on to people more than, that's like, really? yeah, yeah cool, I love, cool. I love that song. It's such a great song. We spent, but, uh, I think, more time on that song than the whole album. Like, just like the, that one little breakdown part. We, right. We spent like, like. Two months in the studio just on that one part, just meticulous. Which part? Everything. The 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 breakdown with the dubstep and the okay. solo and all that. Right, right, right. It's uh, yeah. It was like it took a lot of work, and it was like, can we do this? Can we blend dubstep and, and reggae and like you know this like 
kind of like Damien Marley, like reggae sound. And it took a lot of work, but it, it's like, we like how it sounds, like how it came out, you know? I think it, it came out amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's just a fun song to listen to. And then they follow up with uh, Your Game. So now that I'm thinking about that, I'm going, all yeah. right, here we go. And I, and I got the concept coming yeah. on now. But there's, <laughs> yeah. a couple, there's a couple songs on there that aren't, that aren't break, up, break up. I mean, like, like Primitive is not about. Primitive is a, oh, it's a badass tune. What was uh, that? That's, that's a badass tune. That's just that's a my kick favorite. Ass. Yeah. Oh, that's a, and we were saying we were saying we were uh, we're influenced by the Devastators, and the singer of the Devastators is on that song. So the the, the guy that's kind of doing the kind of like a dance hall rap. Okay. I don't know how you want to explain it, but he you know technological brutality. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Ivan Garzon from the Devastators. He's like one of our oh, nice. guys that we look up to in San Diego. But a lot of people don't know who they are because they don't tour that much. Okay. Half of that band backs One Drop, who was playing Yuma last night in a different bar so we were like competing against <laughs> the devastators with a different singer basically oh yeah. funny so at, at the end of primitive though we, uh, we were actually when we played last week because when uh, i read the poster that you would be here i was like, i play that song uh it ends with like the ocean into helicopters is that what happens <laughs> <at the end? laughs> what goes on <laughs> What, what is it? What's There's the no helicopter. Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> okay, uh, what is it? What is the Okay, so it's just, I know the, the waves crashing. Right? It's more of the beginning of, of the next song. <laughs> is, is that what it is? Uh, yeah, okay. The whole song, the whole album, like I said, <laughs> is like kind of a breakup album, except with the exception of like I wanna and primitive. Those are both like totally different uh, yeah me- messages, I guess, or totally different content. Yeah. But hope at the very end, it's like the whole thing's like sad and not, you know, it's like kind of sad. It's a beautiful song, man. And then hope at the end is like, yeah. but there's still hope. There's always right, hope in right. the end, you know? So at the very last track, you get hope and it's like a very like, yes, uh, all these negative things happen, but there's like always like a positive right. outlook and there's always hope at the end, you know? So we got hope at the end and in the beginning, it's um, radio signals um, right. uh, and like crickets and like <laughs> ocean. So it's, I'm just picture... In your mind, like you're you're at the beach, like on the edge of a cliff, like you know, maybe doing your medicinal, whatever, and then meditation. Yeah, and then the like the crickets and the radio kind of like symbolizes like communication, like um, you know, like crickets use their you know use noises to communicate with each other, okay. and then radio signals is like how humans communicate with each other. So it's kind of like um, you know, you could you could say say hope is a communication between a man and a woman. Um, hoping the best for each other after a breakup, or you could say it's, um, you know, like say you, you've lost a loved one, you know, like somebody passed away and you're like, you don't, you don't know, you don't see them in physically, but you're like, you're sending out a positive message to them. You're like hoping for them. You're, you know, you're praying for right them. On. So right that's, on. that's why you hear the, the crickets and the, uh, the radio. It's like symbolizing, like communicating. And the helicopters. Yeah. yeah. Helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> the helicopters are. I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. That's awesome. <laughs> that was, I always <laughs> thought it was helicopters too. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I, I guess go back and listen. <laughs> Not just me then, right? I thought it was the intro to that Metallica song. <laughs> <laughs> one? Which one? Oh, the intro to one. <laughs> just mix it up there. Throw a little, uh, couple of grenades, some landmines yeah. in there, something like that. Make it happen there. Um, so who, who supply, who's the voice with you on Hope? Oh, this is uh, Ashley Lee. Um, she used to do backups for uh, a band in San Diego called Shoreline Roots. But uh, is she still with the reggae band right now? I, she's got several pro- other projects, but I, I don't know if she's doing she, any more reggae. She's Honey a pro- professional. Uh, oh, she, Honey Bunny. Oh, Honey Bunny and the boy. Oh, our old keyboard player actually uh, is doing like a little project with, with her, that just like kind of like acoustic, like coffee shop stuff just for fun. And I, I don't, Maybe they're pursuing it more than that, but uh, it sounds like it's just kind of like a little hobby. But um, 
she she's like a uh, she's like a professional dancer, like a professional singer. I think she does like she do like Broadway type stuff, and she also teaches uh, kids how to dance. She does like she's she, an amazing voice. She tours and like teaches kids around like different I mean, states. That's, that, to, that's a haunting tune, man. It's, yeah. it's a beautiful song. It's it's a really. I, do you do you know what what would you push out of uh, Love Tone if you were to push a, a song that you would? I mean, because you have a, such different sounds in that album. And you can really push a different, you know, like like hope. I, it's a definitely crossover. Yeah, it's yeah, not I mean, really I, reggae at yeah, all. Yeah, that was kind of our our intentions with that to yeah. kind of change things up, throw people off. Because yeah, I, I want is the same thing. It's almost like two songs in one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like. I think all the people in this room would agree that this I want is our least favorite. But <laughs> it's, uh, it has a time and its place. It's pretty good. Like. I don't know. Every POB CD. It started, out, it started out a lot more like obscene, like not very radio friendly. We had to change the and lyrics. we changed it to try <laughs> to make it a little more compatible with people's tastes. Yeah. It was, it's, I want to touch you on the chorus and it used to be, I want to something, something else. Right. You can say if you want to. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> we'll let everyone figure it out what that, that other part is. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, as far as the direction we were going to go in for the future, I mean... Probably a totally different direction. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I mean, just from it. just from the sound, uh, scratch tracks we have so far, there's some like uh, R and B influences in it, and uh, we, like it's like I said earlier, it's where we're at, like what right. kind of music we're listening to, yeah. what we're into, and it kind of molds into a totally different thing. We still have that essence that people all know, but. We don't want to keep doing that same thing over and over again. Right. I mean, you know, it's, it's always nice to find something different to add to the sound yeah. that you have, and try to look forward to you know expanding what your what your messages as well. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, we also yeah. have a couple songs that are like kind of older songs that are just like in the archives, and we just haven't really yeah, worked on. And we're gonna we might like kind of look back and and revisit those for for the next album. You know, just uh, you know, oh, this song was cool, but we never really like. We never really did it right because we were gonna change the chords a little bit, maybe change the words, and just like re-record it. Yeah, like because I I don't think it's on any of our CDs or on our albums that are on iTunes, but it was like a CD, like an EP that we first released before the band was even a band, you know. Right. And so we go back and there's a couple like little gems in there that we might be able to polish up and and release, you know. So nice. That's another thing. So it might be some old ones in there, possibly. Uh very cool, man. Uh, Project Out of Bounds, hanging out with us from San Diego. Um, and <laughs> I know we only have left for 10 minutes or so, because you guys got to get out of here. Um, you guys want to play a game? Sure. Yeah. Sure. All right, we're going to play a game called Drug Code. And I'll, I'll, explain, I'll explain that to this. I think Matt might be an ace at this game. Yeah. And also, <laughs> we're in the drug capital of the country right now. Huh? Different I, I, I would say <laughs> we're. I, I would say we're in the drug... Drug region of the company. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. All right, we'll play the. Uh, I got to play my intro. Some people uh, think that to puff the magic dragon means they're really to smoke uh, smoke a marijuana cigarette. Where'd you learn that, Cheech? Drug school. You got any narcotics or marijuana in here? <laughs> uh, not anymore. We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. Get out of here! Is marijuana really where it's at? Is it really as righteous as you think? You know what? I don't want no hangover. I can't get no hangover. It doesn't give you a hangover. Where can I get some marijuana? I get addicted to it or something? It's not habit for me. I'm so wasted! I don't want no 
overdose on it. You can't OD on it. The snozberries taste like snozberries. <laughs> it's not gonna make me want to have sex, is it? It makes sex even better. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. Sounds kind of expensive. It's the cheapest drug there is. The amazing stuff about this is take it home and just get stoned at a bejesus mm. belt. You don't want it. I think I kind of want it. Okay, but just this once. Come on in. <laughs> we're in the drug code. I just like that song. All right, so <laughs> we're going to play Drug Code. It's a game where I, uh, I'm going to give you some, I guess, code words for drugs, and you get to tell me what the drug is. You got that? All right. Because, yeah. I mean, we all know, like, what would you say for, like, if you're going to your dealer and you're going to try to get some weed, but you wouldn't say, hey, give me some weed. You have a code for it. So what? What are? Give me some codes you guys use. Sack maybe. Sack is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> he left his sack Dude, earlier. He loves sack. It depends where you say that. Man. <laughs> you might get something different. Can I get a sack. <laughs> a sack of <laughs> how, however much you're gonna get. I don't know. Trees. I, Dank. Dank. Can I get some cannabis? <laughs> some Just some cannabis. Hey, Carl. Yes. All right. Is, is my mic's up? Yeah. All right, cool, man. Yeah. I just feel it feels different in my ears right now. Uh, so that's it. It's all you got for me? I'm talking about like, herb, I, want, I need two yeah, green, grass. I need two paint. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two herb, cans of uh, herb, yeah. green paint. Ganja, of course. Tickets. Green paint? Yeah. I, I I had a guy that I would send. He was. Uh, You're incriminating he, yourself. He was, <laughs> yeah, I'm not naming names. He <laughs> would. Uh, he was selling fishing equipment, so I'd ask him for some <laughs> fishing lures, and he knew what I was nice. talking some about. Some fishing lures, okay, yeah. yeah. See, like someone told me, they're like, I, yeah, I, uh, I say I'm going to my see my tutor for some notes, <laughs> and I told I was like, I'm, study time. Well, I said I go, I can't use that. I'm a little too old. She goes, No, you're fine. Just say you're in junior college. Yeah, <laughs> you're going back. <laughs> you're going back. Or maybe community college. I don't know. <laughs> Chevy Chase did it? Yeah, in community. He went back to school. Oh, in community? Yeah, get close to the microphone. Sorry. Community? Yeah, in community. He was no. old as hell. I haven't seen that show. Dude, you're like half his age. You got plenty of time. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate plenty it. Plenty of time. I've already been there and done that, man. I, I'm, not, I'm never going back to school ever no, again. Me neither, bro. If, if I do, they're paying me to go back right? to school. End of story, man. I was, a, I was a crappy student, man. I barely graduated high school. I, I honestly had like a 1.6 GPA. Nice. 1.6? <laughs> It was a D minus, I think. Is that a D minus or is, it, is that no? That's is that a I'd D? Say that's like a solid D. That's a solid, solid D. D. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got a solid D, bro. Yeah. Thank you, man. All right. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get one sack, sack with that? <laughs> solid D. You got excited. Right? Dude, I tell you, sack, all right? <laughs> if I if I tell you my life only involves uh, phone calls from creditors and text messages from dispensaries, would you believe me? <laughs> Do you? Yeah. There's some good deals today. Yeah, there's always good deals going on. All right, so <laughs> let's do this. We're going to play this. Uh, I'm going to say a sentence. You got to identify the code word and what it stands for, okay? So, hey, we're going to have some hamburger helper tonight. Hamburger helper? Yes, you know what hamburger helper says? Yeah, helper. I would go Get with close. something. I mm. think it's like hamburger helper. I'm trying to think of something that looks like hamburger, but uh, nothing really... Now I got this off Black tar of heroin. a legit I website. <laughs> I got this off a legit website that it's government like lingo for street wor- street names. Oh, oh. so they, these are actually these are actual used, drug huh? lingo. Yes. I'd say hey, hamburger. Wait, helper. when you when you hamburger helper is like a packet of powder that you put into In the hamburger. hamburger. So Could maybe it, it looks like that. Maybe Coke or meth. What's so like, not the noodles? You can't name all of them. So yeah, you're not, saying not, not the, the actual noodles. Not, not, the noodles. not tuna. Like the little sack of powders. <laughs> 
<laughs> Another sack. What's going on with the, the sack? Chicken flavoring in the ramen, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the boolean stuff. Uh, I don't know. All right, so that's, that's some a brown powder of some sort. Interesting perspective. Really on bad it. coke. Yeah. I don't know. Chris, say, you said Mexican coke, Mexican coke, or mo- Molly? <laughs> Molly, what are you saying? I'm gonna go with his black tar heroin. I like black tar heroin. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. <laughs> no idea. We all like that. <laughs> Nobody else throwing you, in you any like suggestions. <laughs> Carl, do you have a suggestion? Probably crack. Crack cocaine. You think oh, it's yeah. crack? Did you search oh, okay. anything on this one? I, I said not. really bad coke. You did not. Um, it is crack cocaine. Oh, really? <laughs> Carl was right. What's that? What's the reason? I'm not that efficient to search stuff out. (laughs) You were close though. Chris was close. Really bad um, cocaine. Yeah, really. (laughs) The Mexican. What's Mexican cocaine? I don't know. (laughs) Is it it brown? Really bad quality. (laughs) Is it brown? Like transported (laughs) a border in somebody's. Does it look like hamburger helper in the sack? (laughs) Is it? I want to know. We used to have Mexican weed and it was like brown. So I was like, well, the equivalent would be Mexican coke. It'd be like brown coke. Maybe I don't know. As long as it has seeds in it. Yeah, exactly. Seeds and it's brown. Yeah. All right. So hey, we got some happy sticks tonight. Happy sticks. Yeah, happy sticks. I'd say LSD. You're going LSD? Yeah. Okay. Um, Whippets? I'm going to go back to Molly on that one again, or like ecstasy. Okay. Well, we know where your mind is tonight. (laughs) Want to party, huh? (laughs) Anybody else wants? That does sound like LSD. (laughs) LSD? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'll go with like uh, a shrimp stick where they they dip it in. Okay. All right, Carl? Uh, Wait, is that PCP? Yeah, PCP. The sherm stick. The sherm stick. You said PCP with yeah. what? Yeah, well, that's what they, they dip it in. I'm guessing what? Dip, dip what in? Um, like okay. a cigarette or a, or a, or a sack. Or a joint. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I wonder if it's shrooms. Give him the cigar, man. It's exactly right. We're learning right. a lot about Matt right now. Yeah, <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt pulled it out, man. It's, it's exactly a happy stick. It's marijuana and PCP combination. Oh, uh, <laughs> I thought that was called a cocoa puffs or something. You literally dip it in formaldehyde. I think that's cocaine and weed. Cocoa puff. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Burning brain cells. That's that was like the, expert I'm level. Learning a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's the closest one I've ever come up to. Um, I don't know why it's food related, but uh, we're having macaroni and cheese again tonight. Macaroni and cheese? So it's got to be a two item. I, I think it might have some marijuana involved because there's some of those cheese okay. strains. The nacho. Macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I'm going to say heroin just because there's, because <laughs> it hasn't been right He yet. loves heroin. <laughs> and I think it's Well, who doesn't? He might have a problem. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking there's not enough heroin around. That's all. I'm going to say Have myth. you been to Prescott lately? <laughs> 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 to Prescott? Yeah, yeah well, that's true, right? We played, we played yeah, some no, shows in Prescott. <laughs> I couldn't leave. I'm glad I used protection. <laughs> 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 but uh, all right, macaroni and cheese. I heard my guess is meth because it starts with an M. That's all I got. You going meth? All right, <laughs> Carl. What'd you say? Pills. You're going just pills. All right. Uh, uh, like some z- some zannies or something. Some zannies. All right. Zannies for trannies. All right. The guessing is closed. Macaroni and cheese is uh, marijuana and cocaine. Oh, I knew oh, marijuana was yeah. in there. Yeah. Cheese. It's, it's actually cheese. It's that actually that was the cocoa powder. Uh, it's, it's a five. It's, it's, this is what the site says. This, uh, this is government right here for you. All right. Uh, a five dollar pack of marijuana and a dime bag of cocaine. <laughs> they sell five dollar bags of marijuana. What? What? A five pack of marijuana. What's a five pack of marijuana? <laughs> the one in the dispen- the, the, the a soda five dollar pack of but a pack like that would institute some a lot of stuff in there in a pack. Five dollars worth of weed. Nothing. It's a crumb. It's a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> 
May I get to bowl? Maybe maybe you join if you got a cool friend. Yeah. <laughs> so we're having mac and cheese right after so, the interview. <laughs> nice man. A mac and cheese dinner and have, some what, what was the other one? I just the want sticks. A Big Mac. I'm just gonna have. By the way, we'll get out of here. I'll let you guys go. Um, do you know what a Maserati is? A very nice car. Just so you know, um, <laughs> in the drug world, it is a crack pipe made from a plastic rum bottle hmm. and a rubber spark plug cover. Plastic <laughs> bottle. And that's a mo- cause it's, it's <laughs> plastic rum high bottle. end. Plastic is rum that why bottle. it is? That's specific. Oh, nothing but the best. Nothing but the best. <laughs> it's like meth. It. And it's an apparatus to smoke it, meth. Huh? Yeah. I, I just love how they how you put together a plastic rum bottle with a rubber spark plug cover. <laughs> it's yeah, pretty particular. Like it's really But that's yeah. like seems like it was just made weird and then all of a sudden what, it caught fire in the meth community. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, Everybody in the meth community <laughs> was drinking Captain Morgan and the, they're like, we, this plastic bottle is perfect for this. <laughs> I thought the meth community was making Sailor meth Jerry. in soda bottles. Well uh, that's what I the latest I've heard on that. That they're doing what? They they make them in like like soda bottle, like a Sprite bottle or something. Oh. Like, oh, I don't know how the they, they make, they're bottle? able to make it somehow. I don't know. We did, we left our scientist at home, so that's as far as we can explain. <laughs> yeah. We Jeff Hodson's not here. So this isn't the Breaking Bad tour. <laughs> no, either. no. I love that show. You wore that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Are you watching Saul? Oh, hell yeah. It's yeah, great. So, all right. I mean, I'm saying that as I'm a big fan. I'm not. I never watched the show. You so. haven't seen it? No, I, I'm, I'm catching up. Well, there's only two... Two, three episodes. I haven't even seen Breaking Bad. Oh. I know. I get dude. one of those things, man. So you're I'm jealous actually. I'm on the same so, boat. I actually have seen ahead you. of you. Yeah. I just jealous. caught up with uh, I, I was living in a place for a while that had antenna for our TV. So you you know you get channel fifteen point two and right. you know shit, shit like that. So I decided like, you know, well, I moved out and I got a uh, all full cable now, so catching up on uh Silicon Valley. Sex in the city. No, not sex in the city. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> actually I caught up with uh, Silicon Valley. Is that good? It's really cool. Yeah, it's a really interesting, uh, it's like a, you know, it's Google kind of thing. You okay. know, it's a startup internet b- business, and it kind of follows them how they become mega awesome. huge. Right. Yeah, it's real fascinating. Yeah, it's HBO. All right, <laughs> what do you got to say? HBO go. Project out of bounds. You guys are good to take off. Yeah. 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 We're gonna yeah. head over Damn. to another. All right. Well, I'm gonna see you guys tonight. What time do you hit the stage? 10 p.m. No, 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 no. 9 p.m. Uh, we don't hit the stage until like eleven thirty. We're the last band, but there's there but there's other great right. bands there. So I think it's I yeah. think the whole show starts at like seven. I want to say yeah. well, at least the doors open by seven. I we always that. say when we talk about music, it's yeah, always go support the whole yeah, night of music, of course. Yeah. Yes. However, there are people who have to run around town to different places, right. i.e. me. For sure. <laughs> 11.30. <my laughs> so I need to know <laughs> when you guys go on. 11 to be on the safe side. Yeah, like 11. If you, if you have places Excellent. to go. <laughs> I do. But, uh, I just, it is, you know, like, I just, I, I've just, over the years, I've turned into running into so many great musicians and bands like yourselves. And, you know, and some nights this happens everyone's playing sometimes at the same night and stuff like that. But I definitely make your guys for sure. And I want to get there earlier enough to see the other bands too because I haven't seen any of those uh, perform. The other band I know is uh, running a, a the CD release party and I've been friends with them for quite some time. So oh, right I'd like on. to stop by them. Uh, but that would be much earlier than you guys. So I'm happy. Cool. Sweet. Yeah, very yeah. excited we'll about it. We'll see you tonight. Come say yeah, hi to Henry very cool, and the sack, man. everybody. Yes. <laughs> very excited. All right. So I'm going to pick a tune off of, uh, off of Love Tone. That we can leave with. Um, what are you thinking? Because did you already play Boom Bye Bye? <laughs> no, I haven't played that. I haven't, actually, I actually haven't lit up. This is uh, primitive, this, or primitive or Boom Bye Bye. Those are one of the this two. type of reggae music cannot be denied. I said, okay. yeah, I, I think like you need to go with. <laughs> I think you need to go with Boom Bye Bye. Boom yeah. Bye Bye. 
Can't be denied. I love Can't be denied. So <laughs> may as well nice. play it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, we'll be back. You're on Global Cast. Thank you. We cannot fit in them lumber Because we pump up the sound with the boom bye bye Boom bye bye This type of reggae music won't be denied You know we try and we try But the reggae music stuck with the deaf and the blind Sweet Valentina She was the prettiest thing She was the love of my life I had to kiss her goodbye Sweet Valentina She was my little Christina You know it breaks me all up inside But I kiss my baby and I tell her goodbye Boom, bye, bye But I wanna see no tear in your eye You know it hurts me inside To let you go out into this poor world outside with the world Every man's got his quarrels with his girl The battles of the world Took away from the girl And now the girls left roaming in the world Man's got his battles with the world Every man's got his quarrels with his girl The battles of the world Took away from the girl And now the girls left roaming in the world Start, let me say me goodbyes Boom, bye, bye This type of 
me try, try and me try But my heart sinks low with the dark of the night Boom, bye, bye But the world don't see no tear in your eye It's like stepping on the purple of a cold 45 Cause it feels like hell when I kiss my baby goodbye Hey, this is Doug Stanhope and you're listening to The Gas Man And so am I <laughs> I got nothing we are the primitive ones, the fighters, the igniters. So back up the cushion survivors, earth drivers, tough drivers, we're not slaves to our own creation. Musically advanced to make the notes go Definitely they make the way through blood flow Consciously intelligent we do know What makes the wind blow We are the simple men In a world of technological advancement These are more problem at the time than they create ten There's a community of family are absent To be replacement We are the primitive ones The fighters Survivors, earth drivers, tough drivers We're not slaves to our own creation We are the athletes Capable of flourishing like wild kings Hunting and gathering ourselves can be rewarding In a natural world of paradise we build things Out of necessity, we are the high ones Herbal meditation, ammunition Be peaceful host, the carries a pipe As a vacuum magnum But in a me backpack, me stick attack A bang shot, and the simple one We are the primitive ones The fighters, the igniters So fuck up on the survivors Earth drivers, tough drivers We're not slaves to our own creation Yeah! Technological brutality Advancements of machine labor corrupt me Try to keep us in a state of mental slavery Illusion of the mind in the violence We do battle in a cosmic arena Forces of light and dark say come about ya Get on the path away, seek away, find ya And just fight and embrace ya We are the primitive ones, the fighters, the igniters So back up publication survivors, earth drivers
there you go. See, that's what they're talking about earlier. It's the frequency. You heard the chirps and you heard the voices and the, yeah, cool stuff. Project Out of Bounds. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, enjoy your stay here in Phoenix if you're still listening. Uh, they're just getting in the car. They're not hearing me. <laughs> but I want to say thanks to them anyway for hanging out. Uh, it was really cool. A lot of fun. And uh, we have another hour to go, man. Well, at least about another 49 minutes to uh, hang out with everybody. And we're going to hit up some Oscar talk a little bit later on in the show. Kristen Burt, our Hollywood Dirt. Uh, we'll be with us a little bit later on. We'll uh, hit up, uh, I guess, tomorrow's the big night. Uh, we'll maybe catch up on some stuff, too, because we've had some interesting, I guess, I don't know, what uh, celebrity things happening lately. Have we, have we not? I mean, the whole Kanye thing was huge. What was last week? Did we have a big event last Sunday night? Wasn't the 40th anniversary last week? Uh, the SNL thing. Yeah, was that Sunday yeah, night? Yeah, made a uh, um, Murphy made a uh, the, made the news because he he did he he you know he appeared but he just did a monologue and no comedy. Yeah, but you and, did you find out why? No, I did. I did. I did. I, oh, I also heard. <laughs> Do you know yeah, why? Do you know the, why? The Bill Cosby lean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, and I and I agree. I agree with with what he did. I mean, I think it's classy not to have to do that. It's it's it don't pile on. Well, it's it's it pile on. It's a cheap it's a cheap joke to go at as well. Um, I mean, you're one you, of your other. You just can't do a Bill Cosby imitation without having that come up now. No, it just it is. That's just what it is. You know. I mean, <sighs> there was a comedy contest that I was in. I forgot. Yes, yes. <laughs> I didn't win. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, actually, the guy who uh, was the third uh, runner-up was uh, he did a he had a pretty good Cosby joke actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, my friends told me that like, dude, it could have been the first two people who they chose was fine that they should have gone. They were appropriate uh, picks, and then they said the th- the third one could have easily been you. You were I thought a little better than the other guy they chose, so. I got that a couple times. The, the host of the show actually came up to me and said, "Hey, man, really good, good material." Said, hey, thanks. So it was, uh, it was, you know, I, I, I have reservation. I had reservations going in with the comedy contest. I did it before last year. Didn't move on to the first round. Um, felt I could have, but I was kind of on a stacked night that night. A lot of big uh, players in, in town were on that evening. This night that I was on, it was pretty uh, slim. As far as the, because the first guy they chose was like the eighth comic of the night. I mean, it was that bad, the first eight comics. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then he went up, and then three comics later, the next comic got chosen. And then I was the f- uh, two after that. And then the guy two after me got chosen. And then it was like one more, and then the end of the show was there. So it was like 17 comics, and number 15, 11, and, and I think eight were chosen in, in, that, in, in the order of uh, performing. So they stack towards the bottom end. Yeah, I mean, that's just the way that the cards fell, you know. Yeah. You just chose your number where you're going to perform. I've chosen number 12, and, you know, it was it was fun. I had a good time. I just don't think I really owned the stage like I should have. Yeah. You know, I just think I got up there and just, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I had right a, but I had a good set. I just don't know as far as, like, when you got a five-minute contest set, it's, there's a different mentality of going up on stage, and I, I just didn't. I don't think I had it right. Maybe the jokes need to be quicker. No, to... everything. I think the jokes were fine. Everything, everything worked well. Just more of a more. It's just I think more of a yeah, and you know, and everyone said, you know, maybe I'm too hard on myself in a sense, but uh, you know, it 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 happened in such a blur. Five minutes going up there is it's just a, a very bizarre feeling. 
You know, it's a, it's a very bizarre um, situation to be in. To sit there waiting and waiting and waiting for the comment to get done, and then all of a sudden your name gets called, you walk up on stage, you grab the microphone, and you start doing your thing. And in five minutes up, hey, I'm out of here, bye, boom. It's There's not a lot of time to really be yourself in a sense. And maybe I'm not used to that in, in, in that term. Well, maybe for some comics, it, it, it takes a little while longer to make sure you've engaged the audience than five minutes. Five minutes is almost like your warm-up to get the audience well, warmed up. And in a contest, you got to go at it right away. Yeah, and that's true. I mean, see, I'm not used to it. And, you know, it's a, it was a definite le- uh, learning lesson, which is fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. And you did it. And I did it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And people like my material, so that's all that's important to me. Not everybody puts <laughs> themselves out there, you know. You did it. Yeah, exactly. So I don't have a problem with that. And then uh, next Saturday, I'm going to be doing that again. This time I'll be on a platform in front of Bacon Lovers. That's the Bacon, America Loves Bacon Festival. Yeah, that one sounds that one sounds fun. It's going to be a good time. I have my uh, kid that, that weekend. That's the uh, 27th or whatever it is, isn't it? It's the 28th. 28th, yeah. yeah. We may have to, uh, we have to uh, cruise out there. And then March begins. I have a birthday coming up next month. Getting Mine's older. April. Yours coming up as well. Yep. All right, man. All right, we'll keep tabs on that. Right. I guess so. Um, I'm not bummed out. I got a I got a really fun comedy show coming up in March. Real, I'm going to be headlining a couple nights in. Uh, I believe we talked about this in September. I don't know if you were on the show at the time, but I did a uh, headlining gig in uh, September at this place called Crack Ups up in North Phoenix, and they want me back again. So I'm going to be back in uh, middle March. Very nice. Yeah, he's like, do 45 minutes. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> I mean, you wanted me to do 30 last time. I did 35. Actually, I did 40. So. I think we're going to play porno music or not when I get up on stage. Very nice. Yeah, I just got to figure out where I want to place it in the show. Do, do I do it as my closer? Do I do it in the middle of the show? Well, yeah, you have to, yeah, maybe not the closer, but you have to do it after the audience is obviously engaged with you. Yeah, that's what I was... participation. Right, I would think more or less maybe towards the, the, the back end of the show. Yes. Because I, I have a segment of, of naughtiness, <laughs> you know? I have a naughty segment of my material, and I can place it right there. I can mix it in right there. I become I, that, that easy extending 10 minutes of material. Well, yeah, that's the natural place that it would fall anyways. Right, exactly. And then I can finish up with my stoner material. There you go. Mm. See, I think brainstorming, talking it out always helps. Absolutely. All right. The time right now in uh, Phoenix, Arizona is my birthday. I'll let you guys figure it out. But it's 2.17 in California time. And we're going to play a song. This is... Uh, I'm just trying, I'm debating on which one to play. I'm so excited to play either one of these. So let's just play, let's play Sun Club, and then we'll come back. These guys are from Maryland, and I really dig their sound. Uh, They're a lot of fun, and you should check them out. But do that on your own time. You know what that
can't breathe. What's the matter? I can't breathe, man. We're just we're here. Hey, man. Oh. Hey, hey, I got something to mail you out, man. You're just freaking oh, out. Here. here. I never smoked no shit like that before. Take these, what? man. Take these. This will mail you out, man. What is this, man? I'm just taking them, man. Oh. Hey, hey, don't take those, man. What? I almost gave you the wrong shit, man. Hey, man, I already took them, man. So this is Adam. Christina. Jeff. Chris. We're the Hoot Hoots from Seattle, and you are with Cass. Gas. 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 A little bit of heart, a little bit of steam, a little bit of 
One of my favorite, favorite bands I've met in my years of radio, the Hoot Hoots from Seattle and Nightmares is the tune. A very fun video, too. Check that out. But do that on your own time, because right now you're going global with gas. Hold me. Okay, I, I, I heard the ombre, so that was Spanish. Yes. Um, what did you just say? Home. Home? Yes. Um, At least that's how I'm pronouncing it off the... Uh, Norwegian? No, off the dictionary I, I looked up online. What is it? Uh, French. French. H-O-M-M-E. Home. 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 <laughs> Home. I have no idea. That's not sad. We should all know each other's, right? Right. <laughs> I guess, right? Make the world a better place. Um, all right. So my name is Kevin Gassman. Of course, you can call me Gas. It's all good. And that's Carl, the intern, hanging out with you. In about 10 minutes, we're going to get, or I should say about 15 minutes, we're going to get on the phone. Kristen Burke at the Hollywood Dirt with her. She is uh, always... At the Oscar, she's always there. I mean, she's at the uh, red carpet events and everything, and uh, she's always got her ear to the ground, letting us know what's happening, who the favorites are, who you, who do you have, uh, Carl? Do you, do you have any uh, in mind that would win Best Picture? No, I, not not really. I'm, I, I, <laughs> I can't say I'm one who goes and sees a bunch of movies. You know what I need to know? I, I guess I probably best to find out what movies are nominated. Uh, yeah, I think that movie, <laughs> the 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 Boyhood movie. The American Sniper movie, and that's I think that's about all I got. Oh, um, the Grand Budapest Hotel, which was a f- my that's I've seen that one. I would go with that one. See, that one's rolling on HBO right now. That's my, a Wes Anderson flick. Yeah, and I got I like all his movies. So. I haven't checked that out yet. Um, yeah, are all the other mics in the room closed? Yeah, everything's good. Okay, good. Double checking. Uh, yeah, all right. So we'll get into that. I, I pull up the list. I think we'll we'll talk about that with her. Uh, we'll get maybe a little bit more in detail of the Saturday Night Live that went down last they week. Oops, us. that's me, by the way. They- Stupid. I you know websites they start to play when you don't expect them. Right. <laughs> um, so I was watching TV last night and Shark Tank was amazing. Did you watch it? I did not. Oh, my God. Do you watch Shark Tank? No, I. but again, I don't watch a ton of TV. <coughs> Excuse reruns. me. Yeah, Shark Tank's just an amazing show. I, I love it, and I just think it's so positive to the community. I mean, you might think these guys are assholes and stuff, but they're they're actually they're, they're very smart people, and it, that show is just a wealth of knowledge every time you watch it. Learn a little bit about how to run a business, how to be a business owner, what to look for as a business. If you if you want to start one, what, you know how do you get going? What do you think the best way to do it? This show is, it's like uh, it's like entrepreneur one hundred and one. Yeah, it seems like if you want advice about your idea, this is the the place to or the people to get it from. Yeah, and you've seen the show before, though, right? 
Yeah, I, okay. yeah, I've seen the show. I know the premise and all of that. So, yeah, so the people come out, they walk down the shark tank, and then they get in there and they pitch their idea, and then the sharks ask questions, and then once all information is exhumed, then they start bidding if they choose to or they bow out. And last night there was this uh, guy's life is the last one. You know, I'd probably not have been for taping-wise, but <laughs> it was the last one on the show, it was a Scully. It was an app on your phone that cost 99 cents, and you can search scholarships for yourself to go to school for free rides. Oh. Yeah, it's really cool. The guy yeah. says he's he's amassed like a $1.8 million in scholarships. That's incredible. Yeah, exactly. All this money's out there, so how do you find My it? Goodness. He's like, well, I, I've got the application to find them. I'll, I'll give you... All the all the scholarships that are available in the country, and it's up to you to apply for it and and, and go get it. Yeah, like a real quick one stop. Yeah, it's a great idea. Instant, instant gratification scholarship. List. Right. So Lori and Damon are kind of interested in this kid's backstory, and you know, um, kind of you know, soft heart tugging a little bit. And Lori said, you know, I've heard enough. I'm going to give you what you want: forty thousand dollars for fifteen percent. And all the other sharks were like, besides Damon, because they went in on each other. Yeah. So Damon and Lori got in on it. And the other three were like, you totally like undercut anything. We were going to probably make a deal. Probably, probably most likely would have gave the kid about another $100,000 because they would have been fighting for it. And they kind of went in like way early and gave the kid what he wanted right off the bat without anybody negotiating. And without the sharks even realizing how this application works and yeah. who runs it and you know who you know what is it? you're you're basically solely going on this kid's um i guess integrity yeah you're not fully vetting right the the individual or the the uh product right exactly so it was kind of a jump the gun and uh, it turned out to be kind of volatile cuz uh Robert who sits at the very end got upset and he walked out of the set and then Mark Cuban got up and said he walked out. And then, mm. yeah, it was. And then Kevin O'Leary got out. Billionaires whining. Listen to me gossip about Shark Tank, man. Yeah. What the hell's wrong with me, man? <laughs> oh, man. Carl, I have problems. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about this, uh, another TV show. Um, so you might have to think about this, okay? It's a, t- it's a new TV show idea. You get rich people to adopt a kid in a foreign land and bring them back here for a better life. And you can call it Flip This Kid. And it would be a tradition of Flip This House and House Hunters International. The couples have three kids to choose from in each episode and only 30 minutes to decide which kid to pick. And one of you gets to be <laughs> happy and the other two go back to their screwed up life in a third world country. Exactly. I'm not I, sure how ethical I, that, that show sounds. I, I almost think we should do maybe instead of three kids from one country, it should be three kids different countries. That that might work too. Right, I think so. You'd also have to find people willing willing parents. <laughs> yeah, that's an empty, yeah, I don't know. Well, no, if you're adopting, there's no parents. Flip oh, you've done the, so the you show like their life before. Well, okay, then. It, it would be rich. It would be rich people. It would be uh, celebrities. Yeah, it'd have to require a minimum income. Right, it'd have to be a celebrity or a minimum net worth. Celebrity flip this kid. <laughs> Which celebrity next is going to Asia to find the next 
Why don't they? Why don't the celebrities just like buy some old mansions that aren't being lived in anymore in Beverly Hills and turn them into like orphanages? Yeah, and or like uh, homeless shelters or something. Yeah, you know, just get all these kids they want and put them in a really nice house, give them a nice life, and now you can hire now, some nannies and hey, some school you're, teachers. You're dealing with you know 30, 40 kids at a time. It's great, you know. Every every ten years, you can rotate them. <laughs> Orphanages and in, in, in old, uh, rundown, beat up mansions in Beverly Hills. Yeah, exactly. Abandoned mansions. Yeah, exactly. It'd be fantastic. They can they can squat them. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, uh, what Where'd else? You get your kid. Oh, just up off Rodeo Drive, actually. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, another big news we haven't talked about is uh, I, I know we're totally getting into like the pre-entertainment um, news, but I really want to talk all Oscars with Kristen. So um, Bill O'Reilly got in the in the news uh, for his uh, questionable saying that he was in a war zone when he was covering the Falkland Islands, the the war between Argentina and uh, the UK. And uh, Brian Williams, of course, with his lying, that just keeps getting weirder and weirder. And then John Stewart's bowing out of the Daily Show. We haven't mentioned that here on this show. Have we? Did we talk about it last uh, week? No, I don't think we have. No, okay. Um, you know, lots of things happening in, in media. Those are three prominent, influential, uh, I guess you can say news sources. I mean, because like, look, look at the three here we have, okay? You have Brian Williams on NBC, all right? You've got to be trusted. It's national news. It's, it's, it's regular TV. It's what we started with, okay? This is big time. This is almost as big as the Walter Cronkite side of things, right? Then you have Bill O'Reilly, who's on Fox News, which isn't even considered a news organization by the FCC. I, I believe it's, it's, it's considered an entertainment yeah, I'm show, not sure. a station. Yeah. It's, and then, so now you have Bill O'Reilly pushing a completely right-wing agenda on his show. And then you have Jon Stewart kind of keeping tabs on everybody else, <laughs> both of them. But yet everything he seems to say and cover are just calling out the people who are making these faux pas, I guess you could say. Yeah, John Stewart tries, I think he tries to provide that. Well, the thing is... That different point of view on what's you, possibly going on. But news has so dropped the ball on keeping and holding people accountable. You oh, know, yeah. the only I'm sure thing... This is, I'm sure there's plenty more stories we haven't heard about. Yeah, the only thing we have here that's keeping anybody accountable is... You know, the Phoenix local news keeping the, the dry cleaner accountable for making sure your clothes didn't get ruined and they make sure they pay them back. That's the only accountability we're getting on the news. We're not getting, you know, we're letting politicians and people run and do whatever they want with no, no inquisition. You know, and it's like you got you to gotta set these guys down and, you know, light a, fuck, you know, light a flame to their feet and let's go. What do you got? Come on. Let's, let's you know, ask questions. And I just seem to be that our media has, has so dropped the ball. And, 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 it's, and it's been a long time coming. I mean, we've all noticed it's been a slow slide down. And now it just seems to be more of such a joke. I was, in my mind, kind of, I guess, if you had the, the four major networks that, that run news... <clears throat> All right, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say that. Uh, 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 let's say NBC, CBS, and ABC are kind of the same. Okay. Yes. So then you have those three as one. So your network news. Then you have your CNN, which is two. You have Fox, which is three, and MSNBC, which is four. So you have four basic outlets of news organizations. How would you organize that as most trustworthy? 
Oh man, um, I'd put the non, I'd put the satirical news channel, Comedy Central, first, as far as trustworthy. And then well, I'm not labeling. They're, they're not. Hang on, but they're not in this mix. No, that's true. I'm just putting down the actual uh, the, local, the, the 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 news sources that are supposed to be reputable, that they're, they're credible. The ones that we get the news that we're all in on that we're like, oh, that we all have to know this. This, this is important. You got to watch the news. It's important. I would put the local news channels like the ABCs, the ones that carry the local news. I would put those channels first, only because you're seeing a lot of the stuff that's going on in your own communities. And then I would just lump everybody else together that, it, you know, a lot of it's fabricated, a lot of it's being fed to them. Well, all right. I, I'm not sure I could really. It, it, you can't rank them, no, what you're saying? No, I just, I, I mean, to say any one of them is more trustworthy than the other, they all have their agendas. Uh, mine is, uh, I, I would say, yeah, they all have their agenda. Uh, Fox blatantly lies and fear is lies and fear is how they operate. It's not fair on balance. It's lies and fear. It's fear and fear and lies. I want to say it. Uh, definitely runs them. MSNBC's uh, yelling at us going, can you believe what Fox News said? Can you believe what Fox News said? And they're almost as bad as Fox News. Uh, CNN is, I think, by far the worst um, out of all of all three of those cable news networks. And uh, the, the national news is uh, is is equal. It's I, yeah, I don't know if I can label them one to four, to be honest with you, but... Um, if I did, I'd have to say, <laughs> let's play a tune and come back with Kristen Burt. It's Zombie from Six Sided Halo, local band from Arizona. Check it out. It's the Zombie uh, cover tune from the Cranberries.
I absolutely love that song. Success at Halo is responsible for that one. And Zombie, the cover of the Cranberries, uh, OG, if you will. Right now, you're going global with gas. Carl? No, Carl? <laughs> All right. We had a little thing. Christian, are you there? I'm here. Hey, what's up? How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. I, I was. We have a thing because uh, the show is going global with gas, man. And I always have Carl do the man part, so... He left me hanging right there. Where did he go? I have no idea where he went, but it's okay. We have you. That's all that I, matters. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. It's been it's been a li- it's been a long it, well I guess what six months I think it has been wow has it been that much already? Um, but Kristen Burt's on with us. A uh, Hollywood Dirt with Kristen Burt is the segment we did on my radio show for uh, quite some time, and it's always a joy to talk to you about what's happening in the world of Hollywood. Uh, you always have your ear to the ground there, and uh, tomorrow is uh, the the mecca. Of, uh, of the entertainment industry, if you will, the Academy Awards uh, going down tomorrow. A uh, little controversy going into the awards as well as far as maybe uh, not too many ethnic uh, nominees going in for actors and actresses and stuff like that. So what is the vibe for tomorrow? Is that even an issue still or is that still kind of being uh, pressured? It's kind of interesting. I think that people are still discussing a lot of the Selma snub because none of the actors were nominated and the director was also not nominated. It is still up for Best Picture, so I don't think it has a chance. I'll be honest. It's really between Boyhood and Birdman, I I think, for tomorrow. And it seems like Birdman may eke out a win, even though Boyhood's been kind of in the lead for most of uh, the season. But I think that this is going to be an ongoing discussion about... I think about race in Hollywood in general. You know, oftentimes we talk about women in film and how they're not treated equally. Well, this is kind of interesting because the director of um, Selma is female, but she's also a black female. So it kind of brings in not only gender, but it also brings in race into the picture. And, and, and I will say the Academy has tried very hard in the last three or four years to have a more diverse body of voters they have brought in younger members. They've brought in more females. They've brought in a lot of international members, people of all different races and backgrounds. So they're trying. And um, the current president of the Academy is also a black female. So it, we're making steps in the right direction. I think it's just not fast enough for a lot of people. Yeah, but do you think, and I saw Bill Maher last night, and he mentioned, I don't know if you heard him say this or not. He said last year it was slaves and AIDS. And he said, this year, I don't know, you know, he's like, it's almost like we, we, we already got it covered last year, I guess is what his point was trying to make as far as the Academy goes. Is, is, is that their mentality, you think, in a way, or could be maybe an antiquated mentality is like, look, we already, we, we got the, the, the African-American issue last year, you know, let's focus on this year. I mean, you, is, American Sniper's up, is up for it too. I know you, you know, say Birdman, but I mean, as far as the, the mode of America nowadays with patriotic and and freedom and, you know, how, how legitimate is it for American Sniper to come in and win? I don't think it's, I don't think American Sniper will win for best picture. I think that Bradley Cooper, who was nominated for best lead actor, I think he's got a remote chance of beating either Michael Keaton or Eddie Redmayne and being that surprise winner. I think that possibility is definitely there, but I do think that Bill Maher has a point. I don't think collectively as a body, the Academy's like, well, we got 12 years a slave as best picture this year. So let's vote for a white film. But some people have talked about, they felt like there was a little bit of black film fatigue um, from last year with 12 years a slave. Cause it was such a heavy duty movie. It was hard to watch. Right. 
And I'm sure for some voters that might have been true. And that may have been the case when they, they went into this year's Oscar season and voting and everything else. I've heard other people say Selma's a good movie, but it's not art. And that um, it's you can see that it was directed by a younger director who's still inexperienced. She made a very good quality film, but she didn't make a high quality film. So I've heard lots of different theories about all of this. And... What I do like is that it at least brings the discussion up and people are able to, to talk about it honestly and openly because it, it does need to be discussed. As a woman in, in, you know, working in the industry, sometimes you do feel slighted. I'd be honest and not say that, you know, men do have a leg up and, and white men have a leg up over anyone. So, right. and that's kind of the case in, in probably most industries. The, the, the white privilege, right? <laughs> it's white privilege. It, it really is. And, and to say that, you know, hey, this movie didn't deserve anything or we don't, you know, or that the black community was slighted, you know, they do have, they do have a voice and they do have a cause for concern too, because, um, not, you know, they're not always represented in film or on TV. And this is not just the black community. We're also talking about Asian Americans, um, Latinos, everything else, Latinos are majority, um, but they're not a majority in Hollywood or they're not represented that way. So Mm. it's interesting. What's your, uh, what's your thoughts on the Grand Budapest Hotel? Mm. What a fun movie that was. Did you see it? Um, you know who you're talking to, right? I know. Exactly. <laughs> I had it. Anderson does yeah. quirky, weird, fun, colorful movies. And I think that this was one of his most successful to date. And I, I think he's going to be honored with the best original screenplay because of this. A few people have said, you know, I voted for it for best picture. I still don't think it's got enough muscle to win overall. But I still think he's going to walk home with an Oscar tomorrow night. Mm. Boyhood or Birdman is your choice. You're really leaning towards Birdman. Yeah, and, and I loved both of these movies. They're both very, very different. Um, Boyhood, you know, is basically just about life. Not a lot of stuff happens in the three hours that you watch the film. Ugh. But honestly, <laughs> the fact that they they filmed it over 12 years was so refreshing to me, and it was so unique to see it. Patricia Arquette's outstanding in the movie. It, it's something that we can all relate to. Wow. Is Birdman... It- Oh, go ahead. No, I was, is it really three hours? It is. It's about. It's like two hours and like forty-five minutes. Wow! So, so you drink the big gulp. <laughs> I was going to say, did you prep for the three-hour film? We did. In fact, my boyfriend and I saw it. I'm going to say probably May or June, and we knew going in that it was a very long movie, and we were sure not to order a huge coke because <laughs> you don't want to leave. But I will say, this is funny. I just found out about this. Um, for those of you that you do have to make a bathroom run, there is a new app out called Run P, and it tells you when it's appropriate in a movie to go to the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's... Isn't that amazing? It's a free app, so you can always download it. Run P? Run P. That is hilarious. Isn't that awesome? That is so great, because I, I know like when I watch a concert, I know when to leave. That's usually yeah. when the band plays the new song. Okay, like, See ya. <laughs> I was like, you might as well call the song. It's a brand new song. We're calling it, uh, if you have to go to the bathroom, go now. <laughs> you know, I was like. They, and they tell you, like, I love if, it. if the movie is so jam-packed with information, they'll say, this is the best point to go. This is what you missed. And they'll describe it and everything else. So it's amazing. Wow. That's great. Um, that's, that's such a great thought. I mean, to put that into action. I love it. Um, all right. So any other big surprises for tomorrow night? You know, I think the other categories, and I'm just going to tell you who's going to win because nobody else is going to. No, I don't think we're going to have any surprises. Best Actress will be Julianne Moore for Still Alice. Patricia Arquette's going to win for Boyhood. And J.K. Simmons is going to win for Whiplash. 
for Best Supporting Actor. And I keep telling everyone this because it was a smaller movie, but if you haven't seen Whiplash, look for it on Netflix, look for it on Redbox when it comes out because it was one of the best movies I saw this year. And it's so unique, it's refreshing, it's raw. Um, there's a great jazz soundtrack, but um, the performances of by Miles Teller, who's only about 24 years old, and, and J.K. Simmons are outstanding. I think everyone's really going to like it. Nice. All right. So the Oscars are going to be fun. It's going to be uh, Neil Patrick Harris hosting. Um, I like him. I think he'll do. I think he'll be fine. Do you think it's going to be any risque as far as the hosting and uh, the show itself goes? I don't think it's going to be too risque at all because it is Neil Patrick Harris. I hope he does his famous raps at the end, though, where he kind of sums up what happened throughout the night. And, okay. you know, they're writing it throughout the show. There is going to be a lot of song and dance. I'm going to warn everyone. Um, tons of musical numbers. There is a big dance number. I did confirm that today. And, um, I mean, I think it's going to be fun. He He's young. He crosses, like, across. I mean, everyone just loves him. He's, he's the consummate host. And if he does a really good job, I almost feel like he could slip into that Billy Crystal role where he comes back year hmm. after year. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, if he found something he likes to do, I mean, because he's a Broadway guy anyway, so being on stage like that is very natural for him. Yeah, and he's done a great job. He's hosted the Emmys before. He's done the Tonys multiple times. And this is the first year he's out of his CBS contract, and ABC was able to scoop him up. When he was on How I Met Your Mother... He was not able to do the Oscars, even though the Academy was dying to have him. Oh, interesting. He was a wanted man. He was a wanted man, <laughs> and he was finally available this year. Nice. Uh, uh, we have uh, Kristen Burt online. Our, our, the segment, I'm just going to continue calling it uh, Hollywood Dirt with Kristen Burt. I love that. I do too. It's just it seems to be appropriate. So uh, a lot of dirt came out of last week. We at the uh, Saturday Night Live show, um, Eddie Murphy turns out uh, was supposed to be playing a role for his uh, imitation of Bill Cosby, but turned it down. Um, I think a smart move um, doesn't need to go there, and it just uh, kind of a cheap and hacky joke for Saturday Night Live to pull. Yeah, and I, I almost kind of feel that the news about Bill Cosby, it's it's probably about four or five weeks ago, even maybe six weeks ago, where we are talking about it a lot, and we've kind of moved on. Because um, I don't know how we're going to ever resolve this story with right. Bill Cosby, let's be honest. I, I mean, because criminally and civilly, time has run out for, for most of the cases. Um, and he's got plenty of money, and he can live out the rest of his life comfortably. Um, I mean, he's got the shame of, the, of what he did. Because I do think that these women are telling the truth. I, I'm not one of those that think a bunch of women are all making it up. Right. Um, uh, but I just think, you know, we didn't need to go there, and it's kind of an old joke at this point. But, uh, you know, it was nice to see Eddie Murphy back. He did not leave on good terms years ago. So I think for him to say yes to the 40th anniversary was a very big deal. Yeah, and, you know, and all the characters he's created, and, you know, they, they couldn't find something for him to do. Besides the Bill Cosby, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, he could have done the buckweed. He could have done, you know, Mr. Robinson's Mr. neighborhood. Oh, can you imagine? I mean, exactly. Oh, especially nowadays, it would have been perfect. Killer. It would have been awesome. Yeah, but you know, they. I mean, I, I kind of tuned in and out with with the program. Uh, I wasn't quite sure how they were doing because I, I didn't tune in till. Um, I think I was a couple hours already into the show. I think I tuned in around nine o'clock at night, so it had already been on for a couple hours, mm -hmm. and it, I was like, so they brought people on the host. 
and then they would introduce the sketch, and that's pretty much what was it, right? So they just had yeah, all- it was just like constantly moving sketches and and ho- former hosts. I mean, if you took a look at the audience, it was jam packed full of named celebrities. I mean, you look at one corner and you've got oh, there's Steven Spielberg, and yeah. sitting next to Steven Spielberg would be Sarah Palin, and you're like. What? <laughs> It's amazing. I know the blasphemy at her being there, and it just in general is hilarious, or the whatever it is you want to call it. But uh, the the lamestream media sure treated her well that night. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like she was such a huge part of the election cycle. Oh yeah, two thousand eight, and I mean with Tina Fey, and they kind of look alike, and yeah. uh, I mean that I can see Russia from my house. I mean, <laughs> I never forget that. <laughs> yeah, I know it's funny, and they obviously it was, it was an it's amazing show. At least you know, hopefully they can refine and rekindle some of that magic that they had uh, a while back. Um, but, you know, the show itself kind of bombed in a sense where people were saying it wasn't funny, it wasn't working. But like you said, the crowd was all superstars. <laughs> you know, they were all famous people, not your typical crowd to go see an SNL sketch night. Absolutely. And I, I think what we need to realize, because I know we always go, it's not as funny as it was in the 80s or in the 70s or when this cast was on board. But you have to remember, this has brought us major superstars. Um, you know, if you go back to the original cast members, you know, you take a look at like Jane Curtin and Jim Belushi came out of John Belushi, Scott, not Jim, John Belushi came out of that era. Chevy Chase. Um, you, you see all of these people and it's, it's really incredible. Um, and their legacy still lives on. But I don't know if, are there two bigger females in comedy compared to Amy Poehler and Tina Fey? Like, SNL brought them to the limelight. Yep. yep. And, um, you know, they're still very relevant uh, in today's comedy. And, and I think that that's what we need to recognize, that Lauren Michaels can spot talent, and he does a good job of nurturing it. I definitely agree with that one. Uh, we're just about out of time here, Kristen. We want to let people know where they can find you online, and uh, let, let us know where you're going to be tomorrow, too. Sure. Um, the best place to find me tomorrow is at Kristen Burt on my Twitter account, and that's K-R-I-S-T-Y-N-B-U-R-T-T. And I will be live tweeting the entire day, starting from when I start getting ready in the early morning all the way till the end of the show. I'm doing it for Little Black Dress Wines. And so the hashtag is LBD Red Carpet. And people can ask me questions like what it's like to be at the Oscars, like what are the celebrities doing, what happens behind the scenes. So I'm going to get all of your Oscar night questions answered. It's going to be really fun. Excellent. So well, I'll uh, follow suit, and we'll definitely have to have you on soon enough. Uh, we'll have to recoup on uh, what, what's the next big event after the Oscars? Is this the wind down? <laughs> this is the wind down. So it's a big nap for me after. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then you know, there's always other shows that that start coming up. You get into the what I call the, the Kids Choice Awards, the Teen Choice Awards, SBs, like some of those secondary awards come into play in the spring. Interesting. Right on. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's great hearing from you as well. And I look forward to uh, doing this again soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Kristen. Thanks so much, Kevin. <laughs> Have a fun tomorrow. I will. All right. Thank you. you bet. All right, uh, Carl, that's it. And we're done. I can't hear you. I think your mic's off. But uh, I want to thank Project Out of Bounds for hanging out with us the last hour. Uh, Kristen Bird as well for hanging out with us, giving us that info. If you're gambling and betting on the uh, Oscars, um, well, I don't recommend it, but uh, there's some good insight we gave you. That <laughs> yeah, was. Is there any Vegas odds tomorrow? We didn't ask her about that. Uh, but uh, always fun talking with Kristen Burt, so thank you, and check her out and follow her online and on Twitter, too. So uh, Project Out of Bounds, thank you, Carl. Thank you so much. Um, is there anybody else we can thank today? I don't know. Thank you, the listener, for yeah, listening listener, in. for sure. 
hanging out with us. Uh, today's show, if you missed any part of it, will be available at voiceamerica.com, the Variety Channel. Going Global with Gas Man is the name of the program. You can find us on iTunes as well, so anytime you want, download what we got and uh, enjoy the information that we can sell you. 